Welcome to the Growing in Love for Life podcast, where it's all about saving and strengthening your marriage and creating the relationship you really deserve and want to have. And now, from growinginloveforlife.com, relationship and marriage coach and best-selling author, your host, Liam Naden. Welcome to episode 51 of the Growing in Love for Life podcast. Hello everyone, it's Liam Naden here. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you taking the time to be here and I hope that what I'm going to share with you today is going to help you to save and strengthen your marriage. Because you know, I firmly believe that a strong marriage relationship really is one of life's greatest joys. And in fact, not only that, but it has more of an impact on how happy and fulfilled we're going to be in our life than virtually anything else. So if you're going through struggles right now, I really feel for you. I've been there myself, and I know what a dark place a failing marriage can feel like. But I also know that with the right information and ideas, you can turn things around. And it took me a long time, and, and, and a few failed attempts, I might add, to figure out what works and what doesn't. And that, of course, is what these podcasts and my two marriage-saving programs are all about. So I hope you'll understand and apply some of the things I'm going to talk about today, because they do work. And I also hope that if you haven't already, you'll let me help you further by joining one or both of my marriage programs, my 7-Day Stop Your Divorce program and my 30-Day Save Your Marriage Relationship Transformation program. And all of the details of those you will find on my website, which is liamnaden.com. Okay, well today I want to discuss a concept that is one of the most powerful things that you can do to save your marriage. In fact, I've titled the podcast, The Number One Thing You Haven't Done to Save Your Marriage That Works. And the reason I say that is I can almost guarantee that you're not doing it. And there are two reasons I know why you're not doing what I'm going to share. Firstly, because you're here listening to me, which means your marriage is struggling which means I believe you haven't applied this idea. And secondly, because 99.9% of people in your situation don't do what I'm about to share with you either. So I'm excited to share this idea with you, and I really believe it's transformational for a marriage or relationship. In fact, any marriage or relationship, no matter how quote-unquote good or bad it is. Now before we really get into this, I want to warn you that most people are extremely uncomfortable when they're first introduced to the idea I'm about to share with you. And it's because it's counterintuitive. In fact, it's almost even strange. And the first reaction I get from nearly everyone is resistance. Now, I delve a lot more deeply into this concept or strategy, if you like, in my seven-day Stop Your Divorce program. There's a lot more information in there on how to effectively use this idea. But the first reaction I hear to this concept I'm going to share is, well, that won't work in my situation. So when I start introducing that, if that's your first thought, if you don't think this is going to work in your situation, then that's a good sign, because that's what everybody says. (laughs) All right? But if you stick with me, I think you'll see it's not only a good idea, but it truly is one of the most powerful ways that you haven't thought of or applied effectively to save your marriage. 
and done right it can get some startling and, and really dramatically positive changes to your or any situation. So it's very important you keep an open mind and I think the further we get into this the more it's going to make sense to you anyway. Alright, now before I introduce this new concept, this new idea, I want first for you to focus on your situation right now. Now if you're listening to this, I'm sure that you're going through a very rough time emotionally, especially if you want to save your marriage but your spouse, your husband or your wife, doesn't want to. But although there are going to be aspects of your situation that of course are unique, I mean everyone's situation is unique, but what happens is I tend to find that virtually everyone in your situation is experiencing the same type of emotional states, and in fact there are at least five but there are five main ones. There are five main or five common emotional states that nearly everybody in your situation is experiencing. And I'm going to mention them, them now because they really form the background for today's topic. So the first emotion you're probably feeling and experiencing is fear. Now fear is a very powerful emotion and it's probably the greatest one that most people feel when they are considering the prospect of losing their marriage. And it's really a fear of the unknown. It's, what's going to happen to me? Where will I live? What will I do? How will I feel without my spouse to love and support me? What's going to happen to my children? What will other people think and how will they react? So these are just some of the thoughts that drive our underlying feelings that create fear. And the second emotion that you're probably feeling right now is confusion. And if fear is all about what will or may happen, confusion is about why is this happening. I mean, why does my husband or wife want to leave me? Why don't they love me anymore? Why are they doing what they're doing? Why won't they listen to me? Why won't they even consider me or want to work on saving our marriage? Now, you might be having these thoughts and you might even be wondering who your spouse is. You might be thinking, do I really know them? Do I really know them as well as I thought I did? So all of this is going to add to your emotional feeling of confusion. Now the third emotion you're probably going through will be a sense, at least to some degree, of helplessness. It's going to feel like you're out of control of your life and your destiny. I mean, all of a sudden the things you took for granted are just no longer there. I mean, your marriage, your spouse, they're no longer what they were. So you feel like your spouse is drawing away from you, and no matter what you do, they're not responding positively to you. And they, they're not sort of taking you to a place where you have some control and certainty in your life like you used to. All this is very stressful, and it, and it adds to your feeling of this emotion of helplessness. Now, the fourth common emotion that I'm sure you're also feeling is sadness, perhaps even a sense of regret. And you can't help but feel your mind casting back to times in your marriage that were happy. And it makes you feel sad that not only are those times lost now forever, but you don't have, or that you or you see that you don't have, you don't have any good times to look forward to in the future with your husband or your wife. So all this is going to create sadness. And the fifth very common emotion is anger or bitterness. Now, this may not be just anger towards your spouse 
which of course is when you're saying things like, why are they doing this to me? How can they be so cruel? Things like that. But it's also feelings of anger towards your situation and your life in general, with thoughts such as, why is this happening to me? I don't deserve this. It's just so unfair. So it's very understandable that you feel angry and even bitter at times. This is a very common emotion, and I think it's the fifth of what I think are the most common emotions. So these are the five most common emotions most people feel when they're facing the prospect of the end of their marriage, and I'm sure that you yourself are feeling at least a combination of these in some way. Now the reason I mention this, the reason I've mentioned these five emotions, is because they all add up to one thing in your life, and that is pain. They're all making, they're all creating pain in your life, aren't they? And of course, as biological organisms, as we are, human beings, what is our natural response to pain? Well, we try to get rid of it, of course. And the way we do that, naturally, is to fight. We tell ourselves that we're going to fight back against what is causing us pain. We're not going to accept our feelings of fear, confusion, helplessness, sadness or bitterness. We're going to eliminate those. We're going to get rid of them. We're going to fight them and get rid of them. Well, interestingly, when it comes to saving a marriage, people often say to me, I'm going to fight to save this marriage. Now, usually what people really mean is that they feel that they're going to do whatever it takes to save their marriage, but it involves for them struggle, endurance, pain, and things they have to overcome. So they're saying that no matter what struggles they have to endure, whatever pain, whatever they have to overcome, they're going to fight to save their marriage. And they see it as a fight. They see it as a struggle. And for reasons I'm going to show you shortly, fighting to remove your pain and save your marriage usually doesn't work. In fact, it's usually counterproductive. And you might have found that already. Now, I'm not saying that being determined to save your marriage is not a good thing. I mean, of course you need to be determined if you want to succeed. You need to have commitment. You need to be willing to accept setbacks. You need to persevere. And you need to keep trying until you succeed, possibly trying all sorts of different approaches. You also need to be willing to commit time and money, resources, to finding a solution. So you do need to have commitment. And this applies not just to saving our marriage, but to any goal that we have in our life. But let me ask you two questions to help clarify this. And now we're getting to the heart of the theme of this podcast. So the first question, and I suggest that as I ask you this question, you might even want to pause the recording for a moment and really think and really ask yourself this question. And the question is, are you truly willing to do whatever it takes to save your marriage? Are you truly willing to do whatever it takes to save your marriage? So that's the first really important question you need to ask yourself. All right, now, assuming that your answer is yes, if you're still listening to this, the second question I want to ask you is, are you prepared to try something completely different to what you have been doing up until now? In other words, if I could give you an idea that might work, but which is completely different to what you've been doing up until now, and might even appear strange to you, would you suspend your disbelief and give it a try? That's what I'm asking you. So if your answer to that question is also yes, then that's good. Carry on listening. <laughs> All right, but here's the idea. And it's 
what I've called the number one thing that I'm willing to bet that you haven't done to save your marriage up until now, but which works. And that simply is, here it is, it simply is to let go. That's right, let go. Stop fighting to save your marriage and just let go. Now, we need to talk about this, obviously, because letting go is not the same as giving up. And I'll explain what that means later. But it does mean to stop struggling. It means stop the stress, stop the fighting, stop the negativity. Just let all of that go. Now, before you panic or simply dismiss the idea, let me explain how you let go and what you let go of. And this is what makes this idea so effective. But the first thing to realize is that when you make a decision to let go, to stop resisting, what you're doing is that you're getting rid of things that are negative. I'm sure you can see that. And negative emotions, such as the five that we talked about earlier, negative situations, negative beliefs, all of these things, you're getting rid of those. And you're saying to yourself and to your spouse, look, no more negativity. I know that the only thing that comes from negativity is more negativity, so I'm simply not going to do it anymore. It's not me, it's not what I want in my life, and I have made the choice to remove negativity from my life. So no matter what happens, I know negativity is just not going to help. It never has, never will. I'm simply going to let anything negative go. Bye! Now, there's a real magic in letting go of negativity. Trust me, there is. And if you don't believe me, try it. It will be one of the most difficult things you will start to do, but you will see positive results virtually immediately. And you have to see positive results, because if there's no negativity, then negativity itself has nothing to feed on. So you're not going to get more negativity being created. Something positive must take its place. And as I explain this idea as we go along, you'll see exactly what I mean. Alright, so what specifically do you do to let go and let go of this negativity? Well, it's actually quite simple. You identify anything that makes you feel bad or feel worse than you currently feel and you stop. Just stop doing it. Refuse to allow it to continue. Now what does this mean? What's it going to include? Well, it's going to include things like struggling, like arguing with your spouse like fighting to save your marriage, like disagreeing with your spouse, like trying to get them to do or stop doing something, like trying to, quote, solve your problems or, quote, hammer out your differences, or trying to make them feel guilty, trying to manipulate them or change them in some way, or make them feel that you disapprove of them or their behavior. Now, it also includes stopping doing some of these things to yourself and also stop doing things simply to please your spouse that make you feel bad or resentful. Right, now I know none of this is easy. You might think about that list I've just given you and say, that's impossible, how do I stop doing all of that? <laughs> I know it's not easy, and many times you're going to fail as you, st as you stop trying, and when you try to avoid negativity and try to let it go, and this trying to let it go all sounds a bit contradictory, but remember, letting go is not giving up. What it's really doing is simply working to save your marriage in a different, albeit more challenging, way. But let's think about why letting go, rather than fighting to save your marriage, is actually going to be far more effective. 
And when you understand this, it actually becomes a lot easier to apply. So to do that, I'm going to give you a description of two people. Now we're going to call them person A and person B. And as I describe these two people to you, I want you to ask yourself, think as I describe and ask yourself, which of these two people would you find more attractive? And who would you, if you had the choice, who would you rather be married to, person A or person B? Alright, so here's person A. Now person A is someone who disapproves of what you do. They're not interested in your feelings or your point of view on anything. They're only interested in how they feel. And they think they're usually right and that you're usually wrong. And they also think that it's your responsibility as, as a spouse to want to stay married to them, no matter what they do or how you feel or how they make you feel. They think you should work on your marriage. They think that you should spend most of your time talking about your problems and trying to fix them, take responsibility for the, your problems. They think you should want to go to counselling, which is about spending even more time focusing on what's wrong in your relationship. They argue with you a lot. They get upset. They act fearful. They act worried, depressed, confused and helpless at times. They're sad a lot of the time and they blame you for them not feeling good. Hmm. Alright, well that's person A. Now here's person B, and they're quite different. Person B, they're easygoing. They're fun to be around. They don't treat your relationship and every incident in it as a, quote, big deal. They're only really interested in the fun stuff. And if something negative happens, like a misunderstanding or a disagreement, they switch to positive as quickly as possible. They don't see the need to always be right. They don't criticise. They don't judge you because they see your good points far more than your weaknesses. They don't get irritated by you. They don't want to change you. They love you for who you are, rather than judging you. They value the time they have with you as being precious, and they see it as a privilege and an honour to be with you, because they see you as truly amazing, which of course you are. You know, they're positive, optimistic, upbeat, passionate and excited about their life. They're glad to have you in their life, but they know that their life won't end if you're not there. And they don't put you under pressure, they don't make you feel pressured. Instead, they make you feel good about yourself, and they feel good about themselves, and they're always looking at the positive side of everything. Alright, so they're person A and person B, so the question is, who would you rather be married to? Well, I don't think you need to think too long before you'll come up to the conclusion that person B, of course. I mean, they're the sort of people we want to be around, aren't they? We don't want to be around people who are like person A. So now here's another question that I want to ask you, and really think about this. Which of these two people best describes you in your marriage situation? Hmm, worth thinking about. You see, if you really want to save your marriage, if you want your spouse to be with you, you can't force them to. You probably know that already. But you need to be the sort of person, person B type, that they would want to be with. And you become that person by letting go. You let go of negativity, and you let, no, let go of anything that doesn't make you and your spouse feel good. No conditions, no strings attached, nothing tricky. You just let it go. Alright, we know, easier said than done. So I'm going to give you five specific ways that you can do this five things that you can 
take immediate action on to start letting go of the energies that are actually driving your spouse further away from you and to start replacing those energies with the positive things, the things that are going to draw them back to you. Well, the first thing you can do is simply refuse to be drawn into negativity. Now this really is quite simple. Just don't argue. Don't fight. Don't talk about your problems. Don't get upset or resentful. Don't do any of those things. You don't need to do any of these things. You have the choice and make the choice. You can change the subject. You can change how you feel. If you're not feeling good, you can focus on something else. You can even walk away from a situation if you feel the negativity building. You don't need to get involved in anything you don't want to. You have the choice, so make that choice to refuse to be drawn into anything that's negative. Alright, the second thing you can do, and this is a pretty deep one, and I cover this a lot more in my 7-day and my 30-day programs, but it's simply this. Examine your fears and see a better outcome for yourself than you currently do. Because remember, it's actually your fears that create your negative emotions. Yes, your marriage may end and your spouse may leave, and you could meet someone even better. Yes, you might have to find a job, you might have to change jobs, you might have to change your employment situation, but it could be something you really enjoy and which makes you happy as well as independent. Yes, your children will be affected by a divorce, but it might make them stronger and better individuals. Yes, you could go through some hard times, but things could end up a lot better and you a lot happier than you could have imagined. Now, doing all of this, this isn't about resigning yourself to ending your marriage. What it's about is it's about how you feel, and it's going to make you feel a lot less negative, as well as having other benefits. So that's the second thing. The third thing is, and I've talked about this briefly before, but don't be hard on yourself if you, quote, fail from time to time. You know, you're not going to be able to let go perfectly all of the time. And it doesn't mean you've failed or that you're back to square one, unquote, or that you've wasted all your efforts. Of course you're not going to get it right all the time, but it's not going to be fatal. As long as you give it, you'll be a shot and keep going. Fourth thing you can do, get some support. So find a friend or a family member or put yourself in a social situation that can help you feel more positive, that can bring more positive energy into your life, and therefore remove some of the negative energy. This is going to help you see the light at the end of the tunnel when you can't. And it's going to help you realise how much progress you're making, even when it doesn't seem like that you are. And the fifth thing, and I really have to mention this, but the fifth, one of the best things you can do is enroll in my seven days stop your divorce program now I know it's a bit of self-promotion in a way but the idea that we've been talking about today about letting go is simple but it's not easy and it's one of the concepts I go into a lot more detail in my seven day program and if so if you want to master it and really save your marriage and get things back on track between you and your husband or wife the steps in that program are going to give you a huge additional power so if you haven't already, I really encourage you to do that. Okay, so this is the concept of letting go in your marriage situation. And as the title of the podcast says, it's the number one thing you probably haven't done to save your marriage that works. So try this concept. You know, apply these things, these ideas, give them a try. And when you find yourself unsure, 
on what to do, and that's going to happen, ask yourself this question. Am I being a person A or person B here? Am I being person A or person B? You know, have some faith in yourself. Let go, and things will turn out for you in a better way than you can currently imagine. You know, it's what happened to me those years ago when I was at rock bottom in my life. I couldn't see anything improving. But it will happen to you too. Things will be better than you can imagine. I can guarantee you that. So hang in there. All the best. Thank you.